Hey, Keelan. Hello. We are without uh, our resident funnyman uh, and or part-time temporary guest co-host and or foreign cor- correspondent. Could be overseas, we're unsure. Um, but he's done the game recaps either way, so we'll read him out. Uh, Just be prepared for a, um, a show entirely not funny, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be very... Uh, very serious. Very serious. Very straight down the line. Facts only, no jokes. As we want to do when Matt's not here. The only joke teller on the show. Resident funny man. <laughs> so, um, I suppose we should probably get into it. I'm okay with that. All righty. Should I just rip, rip off the intro, you reckon? No, I'm not opposed to it. All right. Oh, we. Very nice sizzle. What's going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 63 of the Storm of the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. Uh, what's going on, fellas? Oh, yeah, not much. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty good. Thank you, Isaac. Um, <laughs> uh, I th- feel like I did something on the weekend. Now I can't remember. I feel like I was going to talk about something and now now, now I've forgotten. Uh, what did you get up to on the weekend? I thought I had something. There wasn't any, wasn't any footy here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, we had salty season press shots on, on Saturday. So that, um, mm. we just got, you know, got dressed up and went places. Some very formal headshots. There was headshots involved. Yep. Yep. New profile pics coming soon. Very good. Some group shots. Very and, good. Um, uh, and some themed ones for the next single. So get keen. Ooh. Um, I won't I, say any more, but can no, I guess? Go. Uh, Navy. No. American Indian. No. Cop. No. Construction worker. <laughs> Why? Just going through the village people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you no, no. Um, mm. But there was certainly four characters. Um, Interesting. Uh, fantasy themed. No. Ooh. Uh, armed forces. The, the theme may or may not be slipped back in time. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh. So lots of lab coats in. Oh, that would have been easy. But no, <laughs> not that. Uh, but yeah, no. It'll be. It'll be cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sources of Delorean as well. No, they're Damn. very expensive. <laughs> Hard to find. Yeah. Funnily enough, especially with a working flux capacitor these days mm, with the current mm. price of fuel and such. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Just a, just a simple upstart sort of band. Yeah, yeah. Don't have that in the budget. <laughs> Not quite yet. We'll get there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, tell you what, it was nice to have some time off work last week, though. Mm. Uh, Could imagine. For, for those uh, of our listeners that don't know, that I got married last Monday. Uh, what? All, all none of them. <laughs> all none of our listeners that don't already know. Um, yeah, got married. Nice little ceremony. The boys that are usually here were in attendance. Uh, the boys that are currently upstairs barking were in attendance. Uh, my parents just, uh, yeah, nice little uh, get together. Decided to tie the knot rather than do the big thing and uh, 
bit less stressful that way. Bit cheaper. Uh, and just took the week off work just because. Why not? Yeah, why not? And it was, it was nice. lovely. I mean, yeah. not, the, not that I had a week off work too, but the first no. part was lovely. Yeah. yeah so. Weather was great. Food was good. Food was good. <laughs> <laughs> Food was even better. <laughs> why don't we just go for lunch and then... You know, you just you just pop the finger, pop the pop the ring on the finger, and go. Oh, all right, sweet. Just there, it's yeah. just that George. at the table. <laughs> you start across the table from each other, and mm. then you finish sitting next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been smart. Probably mm. would have saved even more money. All yep. the decorations and stuff that were there. But no, it was good. It was good. Good week. Um, and then, you know, what have we got? Uh, I got four weeks from Saturday until I leave for the UK for our big trip. Whew. So, time flies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried. So, I might have to um, start doing some training or something to get in shape. In beer shape? Yeah, yeah beer drinking yeah. shape, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but pints here on in. You know, quick uh, wake up, 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, uh, a K in the morning and five beers. <laughs> Look, it's what Rocky probably did off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no air conditioning as well. No. The the one punch man <laughs> training <laughs> method. <laughs> oh, if you want to, you can take the Goku training method too and just um use like wrist weights while you're while mm. you're drinking your beers. Not a bad idea because not many pints around here, plenty of pints over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be like the um the the batting donuts they throw on the baseball bats <laughs> as they're warming up on the side. <laughs> What's baseball? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only heard about it. It's pretty shit. <laughs> it's like cricket, but more boring. <laughs> Somehow pops up in my like in, uh, YouTube shorts really? more often than it has any meaning to like actually. Yeah, do. yeah. So I keep getting like you know how to put pine tar on your baseball bat vibes. Yeah, and I'm like, why no, the I have seen fuck that one. is this yep, there? Yep, yep. But I have learnt. <laughs> The best method is to put the pine tar above where you're going to hold. Mm, and then you uh, and can then grab you it just, with your glove. Just, just you enough. Take your shot, you yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? The more you know. The more you know. Uh, I've been getting fed um, uh, gold prospecting. Oh, I get YouTube. that too. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand. I don't, I understand I don't know. a lot now, but I, I also yeah, don't Yeah, I don't know how why. it got on my feed, but there's one guy that I really enjoy watching, so now I'm into that, I guess, which is cool. I saw one the other day where they put like a... Looks kind of like a conveyor belt, but it's just like a bunch of mm. it's just a big piece of metal, and it mm. funnels the water through, and then yep. all the gold sits to the bottom, mm-hmm. and it's you know just much more efficient mm-hmm. than panning. It seems. Yep. Yeah, you've yep. seen it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I think everyone probably has at this point. Too. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, but at least it's that kind of shit, and not just like people dancing to music. Yeah, I'm learning something. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it's not like uh, Discovery Channel Gold Rush. <laughs> just like dog shit somewhat reality TV where they go and you know throw a handful of gold out in a field at some point and then they go, go find it again yeah <laughs> uh, alright should we get on with uh, our first segment unofficially sponsored um, insert butcher here butcher of the week yep now I've got a nomination uh, Maddie's put one in here for us as well have you got anything uh, I'd like to nominate Matt's immune system Fair nomination. Yep. I'm Matt, still. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yep. See, I'm. I'm still not convinced he's actually sick, given he played mm. basketball yesterday. Mm. Um, 
but there is some sort of sporting event on that he really wanted to watch and wanted to push the podcast earlier for. Mm, what could that be? Still not here. Uh, I believe there's the, no footy on until Friday. No, the AFL mid-season rookie drafts on tonight. So, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it'd be that. Hawthorne has two picks. <laughs> Third and thirteenth. Oh, nice! I've already researched it. Yeah, pretty sem- good. Semi ready to open it up <laughs> mid-show. <laughs> uh, See which John Newcomb we can pick up this year. Yeah, that would be handy. Mm. Another one of them. Another one. <laughs> Uh, I've got a nomination for Channel 9 footy journalism, just as a whole. Uh, footy on 9 tweeted out uh, yesterday. Uh, on Monday night, it was reported on Footy Classified that Patrick Cripps and Sam Doherty stayed at a hotel separate to the one used by the rest of the team while in Sydney on Friday night. Mm-hmm. This was wrong. We've spoken to Patrick and apologised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it turns out they're just uh, making up stuff. Yeah, huh? Got to love journalistic integrity. I definitely didn't reference this later. Uh, <laughs> excellent. And and Batty just fucking called him out on it. <laughs> Straight up. Love to see it. Good for him too because um, I think the insinuation was that he doesn't want to be at the club anymore and mm. he's not, not a locker room guy. Yep, yep. But he doesn't give me that vibe. I don't like Carlton, but he doesn't give me that vibe. No, no, no um, way. You watch you know him play two games and you're like, yeah, Club guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's stuck it out long enough. There. Yeah, they've been shit for long enough. So. <laughs> if he if he wanted out, he would have just pulled a Tom Lynch and left to a club. That was yeah, and see you later. So, you well, uh, not quite the same because I guess the, the Suns were just not good, whereas um, uh, Carlton have been just not quite good enough. Like, True. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Not just the flat out bad. not good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... Just outside what yeah, they needed to be. Just outside off stump. Just enough to keep keep people guessing. <laughs> Finals? Uh, <laughs> keep them hopeful for long enough and then disappointed. Hopes and dreams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. And uh Maddie's put in here um a bit of a viral clip that went around the uh the internet recently regarding game six of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, uh, with a wedding party reception. Um in the caption, celebrating the Miami Heat win after game six. Mm. Uh, They're all there at the reception watching on their phones and smaller screens. Uh, The final shot from Boston miss. Uh, They then dropped all the phones uh, and they were, as Matt has put here, uh, attending Nick Cannon's while and out (laughs) TV show. Is it? MTV's while and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't Nick Cannon the host? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Running away, running around, waving giant Miami flags, etc. Um, obviously, didn't see the putback shot after the initial miss. Mm. Uh, amongst the top social media comments was, uh, "How do we tell them?" Mm. Um, I mean, don't skip ahead, but at least they were right <laughs> in the end. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Boston got game eight. Yeah, yeah, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any movements on the shit list? Nothing. Me neither. Wow. Yeah. Positive week. Good week. Yeah. <laughs> Good week. <laughs> All right. I suppose we should get into our um, round eleven recap. Time on. Mm. Kind of rude not to. <laughs> it that started. Was, that was so smooth. It started halfway through for some reason. <laughs> Like it saved my spot. It saved your watch history from earlier. <laughs> the 
the God damn the it. best siren we've had so far, and still not good. <laughs> <laughs> Full credit to us. Yeah, well, all we can do is try. Yeah, uh, we'll work on it. We have one less neuron than usual at the table <laughs> as well, so there's only two left. Uh, alrighty. <clears throat> Starting off round 11 with Friday Night Footy at the SCG, the Swans looking to turn around their horrendous home form after escaping by the skin of their teeth against the Kangaroos last week. While the Carlton Blues were looking for an upper as they were down bad with three losses in a row from a combined 26-34 accuracy. Not great kicking. No. Justin put the bookends on the game for Sydney. His two shots on goal. McKin. <laughs> McKin. <laughs> His two shots on goal going. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> McInerney. <laughs> to start and end the goal scoring. Yeah, way to, way to see it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Hayden was clearly brushing up on his goal kicking, finish, finishing his shots for a McLean two goals straight on either side of quarter time and capitalising on some slick Swans ball movement. Sam Wicks had the scoreboard alight with his first two. First, his two first half goals, fucking hell, in shambles. <laughs> While Jesse was the only Blues player making the most of their shots on goal, Mott lapping up two goals straight while the two big guns are not MK and Kerno, they need to do better after combining for one goal six. Attempting to Walsh off some of the Blues' stink, uh, Sam contributed a goal with his 31 disposals, and Jake Lloyd transitioned the ball from the back to the future forwards 35 times. While Carlton should have paid attention to the weather warnings, Chad pouring in two majors on top of 29 disposals. Thanks to some abysmal goal kicking, the Swans gliding to their... First home win in the past four matches. The Blues now further down in the dumps of the ladder with four losses in a row. Sydney Swans 11-11-77, defeated Carlton Blues 6-15-51. If you were to tell me that you know Sydney would have such bad home form at the end of last season, mm. excuse me, mate. <laughs> pretty much. Good to see them back uh, in form at home, perhaps. Yeah, very much... Uh, uh, a close one up until Carlton realised they couldn't kick straight. Could have been in a bit of trouble, the Swans. There was a lot of shit kicking this week. Don't see oh, ahead. Yeah. Fucking hell. It was, there we was thought last week ones. was bad, but oh my God. It was just getting worse, it seems. Yeah. I. <sighs> Teams desperately need the buy. Yeah, there's some... I mean, to be fair... I'm going to rag on them later, but yeah, certain t- certain teams have some perhaps key forwards out, but also like if you can kick straight around the ground, why can't you kick straight on a set shot on goal? It's not... Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that hard, right? It's not. We can do it pretty not bad. Yeah. Low-key. I mean, like obviously around the ground can be different, like the players are leading and mm. stuff like that. But they say, still seem to be able to pick out the spot the player's going to be. There's more math when to do when it's around the ground. When they're 30 metres away from the ball. They're mm. just like, oh, I'll kick it perfectly here and he'll run onto it. Just pretend someone's leading onto your kick right between the goals. Kick it to the goal umpire, for Christ's sake. <laughs> if you need something to aim for. To a contest at the goal umpire. He's, you don't want to kill it. Right. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. true, true. The Jason yeah. Horn Francis special. Only, yeah. only head height. <laughs> Man needs to learn how to add some loft. <laughs> Drilling stingers yeah. around the ground. 
Legitimately, he does. You listen to the commentators every time he plays it, and they're like, oh, yeah. he needs to add this to his game. Like, <laughs> I can see that now, actually. Thanks. Thanks, BT. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. We move on. Saints v. Hawks. In a surprise to perhaps literally everyone, the match between St. Kilda and Hawthorne on Saturday was a hell of a contest, uh, mostly thanks to the Hawthorne midfield. Oh, my word. What a midfield. Absolutely immense against the Saints. 68 more disposals, 15 more inside 50s, and uh, won the contested ball more by 14. Listen carefully because these are names to remember. Newcomb, Day, Nash, Moore, and Warple. They all played well against the midfield of a team uh, that had won seven games and only lost three prior to meeting the Hawks. And while we're talking about standout statistics, James Sicily, holy shit. What a game. Absolute rock. 43 disposals. Uh, 10 more than his previous best. Off air, I mentioned I had corrected a lot of AFL stats. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. They had him at 42. Some, something about it. There's always there's always one or two stats that are a bit dodge. Um, 21 of those 43 disposals were uh, intercept possessions, mm-hmm. uh, integral in keeping the Saints at bay, and then uh, 11 score involvements uh, back the other way to help uh, the Hawks stay on top with 628 metres gained. Was he just lobbing, lobbing torps from the back 50 up forward? Not torps, but there was definitely some, some movement off his boot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, enough stats. I'll sorry, sorry with the numbers um, <laughs> to really, really hit you hard there. Um, sometimes footy isn't about the stats. It's about the intangibles. Um, as any high school coach will tell you, um, intangibles are important. Uh, they're things that build character, keep the team mentally in the game. Uh, things like communication and camaraderie on the field. All right, back to James Sicily. Uh, Max King had just taken the flop of his life after James Blank retaliated to King pushing him in the chest by simply pushing King back in the chest. Mm. Uh, allegedly a clear 50-meter penalty because the lesser of the King twins Thank loves you. a flop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Google Max King flop. Tons of results, <laughs> uh, which I found out obviously because I was trying to find this clip again. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sicily's. Yeah. yeah, all right. Sorry, I won't skip ahead. Uh, <laughs> anyway, of course, um, everyone was giving him shit as he walked up to take his free shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Sicily, in particular, though, was having none of it and floored him with a good old-fashioned hip and shoulder straight into the chest, uh, which, given how much of a sook King is, must have broken his rib cage right open. <laughs> I love. And I've emphasized love to see this attitude because uh, ultimately King was fine. Like the mm-hmm. like bruised ego, maybe. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it shows character and fight from a captain who's just seen one of, you know, the younger defenders on his team just get absolutely the piss taken out of him for mm-hmm. fucking nothing. Uh, keep it up. Honestly, keep it up. Thank you. Um, I'm not quite team hashtag bring back the biff. More of Almost. this, yeah, more of yeah. this borderline yep. is is good. Um, I'm okay with that. Made him made him earn it big time. Mm. What was already a guaranteed, you know, sh- straight in front shot on goal. What what are you going to do? Give, Give him, him another fifty? A- <laughs> well, they did <laughs> put, put the man on the mark yeah. in the grandstand. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they moved him yeah, a little a little bit further up. Would yeah. you believe? Just yeah. a touch. Because um, yeah, basically it was on the goal line. Already, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Loved it. Yeah. I've just scrolled accidentally, so I've just lost my spot <laughs> in this fucking essay of a recap. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, 
we skip ahead after halftime. Unfortunately, it was all the Saints scoring. Uh, and the fourth quarter opened up with Dan Butler thinking he'd served up the Hawks a big L, kicking his second goal for the game. But the Hawks had other ideas. Unlike the inaccurate second and third term, five Hawks managed to hit the scoreboard which myth- <laughs> with Mitch Lewis and Luke Bruce grabbing their third each and the fresh legs of Connor McDonald slotting one home. And finally, Jacob Koshiski and Dylan Moore saying no more to behinds, making up for their earlier inaccuracies with a goal each. I believe at this point they'd both had at least two behinds each. Ooh. So just, it's just <laughs> you hate to see it. There was uh, a billion behinds in this game. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, last week's 116-point win against the Eagles was big for the Hawks, but this was bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not on the scoreboard, but I, I think it means more. Means more. Um, Saints, 12-6-78. Hawks, 12-16-88. Could have been huge. Yeah, could have been. Um, but yeah, that midfield, the the whole midfield had a game. Yeah. Newcomb had 31 disposals with nine clearances. Day, 30 disposals, 597 metres gained. Nashi is a weapon. Um uh, 27 disposals, five tackles, more, 31 disposals, nine marks, and Warple, 24, and six clearances. Decent outing. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I love it. Against, I was looking at the averages for the St. Kilda midfield, and mm. they were all well below average. Mm. I was like, oh, yep. good yep. to see. I mean, for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, on to the first one of uh, Matt's recaps that he's, Done up kindly for us. Uh, all thoughts are his own. This will be fun. I've just seen one word in here that. Oh, he's put that incorrectness in there twice. Fixed it in the other spot, but yeah, here's what it is. <clears throat> we asked him if anyone in particular should have read these recaps, and giving uh, a very quick skim, I think he's written this as me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a few things near the end that are the very much. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right. Sorry. Why, I'll, why I'll give him my best crack. Yeah, please. Melbourne versus Freya. With Sir Doug Nichols round still in full force, tis the season to celebrate and give recognition where it's due. Of course, I'm referring to the International Telecommunication Union, otherwise known as the ITU, who in the 1920s created the phonetic alphabet. Phone companies and AFL, truly a partnership for the ages. <laughs> this fucking guy. What is wrong with him? <laughs> when I said um, he wrote it as me, I meant the latest. The, yeah, like, you'll, not, you'll not this. Out, not this shit. <laughs> Optus's Fremantle Dockers donned a new jersey to celebrate the Noongar people of the way up to commemorate the special round. The jersey highlights the history of the rainbow serpent who battled a giant croc and bit its tail off to block the Swan River and stopping the salt water from coming in, thus forming the first dock in Western Australia, Nature's Dock. I... (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that's written anywhere online, right? Stop the salt water from coming... This can't be true. (laughs) I don't even know what to Google. (laughs) Nature's Nature's Dock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
God. Uh, some footy fans couldn't help but notice that despite being called Sir Doug Nichols round, the round extended over two rounds. I can only imagine this is a ploy by big AFL to appease the Aboriginal people in a desperate attempt to stop them forming their own proud Indigenous super team featuring the Rioli family and co and based out of the Northern Territory. English football team Liverpool's home stadium in Anfield is sometimes referred to as a fortress. The Lions' gabatoire certainly has an edge. Heck, even the GC Suns up north don't skip ahead. Well, a full Indigenous team playing out of the Northern Territory at TIO Stadium, another telecommunications network, kind of (laughs) sussy. One can only imagine a team based in Northern Australian climate would dominate anyone at home, especially the puny, warm-blooded VFL teams that the league loves so much. (laughs) Imagine Goku and Vegeta in the hyperbolic time chamber. That's the NT serpents coming at you. You wouldn't believe it after this brain cell reducing rant, but an AFL game also occurred and it was a ripper of a match. Final score, Nam versus Wagyu Up. Nam 72 versus Wagyu Up 79. I'm not saying that Australia is run by a secret cabal of telecommunication networks. I'm not saying it. Storm on the Beach proudly supports all major networks and their subsidiaries, but just think about it. So I I mostly meant the Liverpool and then the Dragon Ball Z yeah, reference. Yeah. I didn't mean anything else because um, I don't know what that was. I, I don't really know. Really glad you read that. I honestly don't know if he could have got much more incorrect. How much did he talk about the actual two teams playing? Not a lot. Um, yeah, not much. I don't mind the name um, Anti Serpents, given that's all right. Given the whole snake thing in um, in the most of their like origin yeah, stories, yeah. I could get around it. Um, not bad at all. Um, I, I love. I that just he- said origin stories instead of like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, origin of the world, yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. you know, superhero origin of the Rioli family or something. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they're, they're creation stories. That's much better. Thank you. Uh, English is tough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy that he didn't reference at all that this game was played in Melbourne at the, at the MCG. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said Optus is Fremantle Dockers. I know, so I, I know. they were playing at Optus. <laughs> I, I don't think Freo were even sponsored individually by Optus. No, they wouldn't be. No, I don't think so. It doesn't make any sense. Um, How would but, they have any money to sponsor a team as well as a stadium? Exactly. But uh, credit to the Dockers, uh, Melbourne or Nam kicking 10-12-72 to uh, Fremantle while we're up. Dockers twelve seven seventy nine, kick your goals, simple as that. <laughs> Three more shots on goal, you lose by eight point uh, seven points. Ooh, ironically, um, given that it was uh, you know um, Sir Doug Nichols round and mm. Matt's thing was mostly about um, indigenous populations. Mm. Um, one of the major sponsors of Fremantle is Woodside Energy. Who don't particularly care about what they destroy. <laughs> so, um, do with that what you will. Mm. But yeah, no, I can't see. Um, I can't see Optus on the on, on this list. I think it was no. essentially what I was looking for. So. No. Oh, 
one of their silver partners is Telstra. So. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Take that brief fact check as um, just a kind of overall fact check for any of Matt's recaps. Oh, definitely. Big J vibes. <laughs> now, I know that absolutely no one in your comp tip for you. And, like, that's not surprising against Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, but, no. uh A tough... Tough Saturday so far for the comp. Uh, you were the only person that tipped Hawthorne. Yeah, well, what a surprise! No one tipped Melbourne, and I and I won't skip ahead to the next game because you've no. You've, someone would have tipped Melbourne. People, oh, everyone tipped Melbourne. Sorry, everyone they, they t- no tipped one, that game cor- incorrectly. Yes, yeah. No one tipped Freo. Sorry. Yeah. And I'll uh, let you cover the cover the next one. Are you saying perhaps there was an upset this game too? Maybe. Mm, don't skip ahead. At the forever under construction GM HBA Stadium, mm-hmm. we saw a gallant grapple between Geelong and the Giants, a game that was all about the G-man, Toby Green, and his 200th appearance. Two, that's tough to say, 200th Yeah, not, appearance. A, not a word I would like saying. Yeah, well, here we are. Um, we seem to completely glaze over uh, that it was Toby's 200th game in the preview on last week's episode. So apology to any um, Toby Flog Green fans out there. Yeah, totally should have uh, recognised that and just put the house on him for a, a bunch of stuff responsibly. Don't skip ahead. But maybe instead of hyping up Side Bottom's 300th, we should have been putting houses on Toby Green. Mm. Yeah, see, I had it written first. Mm. But you, okay. Uh, the Giant kicked four goals in the first half to help GWS to a 17-point lead at halftime. Uh, a margin that was assisted by their efficiency from stoppages. They hit from the stoppage 10 times uh, over the course of the game, scoring 7-3 from that route. Thanks in part to Kieran Briggs in only his 11th game. He logged 34 hitouts, eight clearances, five tackles, and a goal for his efforts. Um, one of That came from a holding the ball call um, from a pretty big tackle out of the ruck too, so mm. it's good to see him. Um, get rewarded, um, and especially good to see a young ruck do well, especially against the part-time anti-ruck work of <laughs> Mark is a shit ruck blitzarves. Um, look, even though Geelong seem to be doing a pretty shoddy job of keeping up with the Giants, um, forever trailing behind, even though they had the luck of three Irish players <laughs> on the ground, um, the home field was brought to life in the last quarter after Tyson Stengel and Ollie Henry kicked two goals each, uh, bringing the game within just two points. Uh, but I don't believe the 21,000 fans in attendance would have been cheering for long given that Jake Riccardi and uh, Brent Daniels' fourth quarter goals um, helped the Giants win by seven points shortly after. Mm. So, suck it. Geelong just don't want to win, I guess. GWS have now three wins in a row at GMHBA. Wild. Absolute hoodoo gurus. Wish I knew about that beforehand too. Same. Uh, I didn't write the final score. Um, but yeah, Giants by seven. <laughs> <laughs> Geelong it 10, 14, 74. Yeah. Giants 12, 9, 81. Kick your goals. Not good. Not good at all. Um, but yeah, I have um, I have down here that um, Toby Green was best on ground um, for the for the Giants, given his four goals as well. So yeah. Just should have, yeah, should have hammered that 4-2. Mm. And he was uh, one disposal short of the of the meat pie of oh. the 4-20. and 20. Damn. So a pretty good effort. Um, probably 
probably three Brownlow votes for that match, I'd say. Maybe. His um his audacity when he kicks from 50, uh, just outside 50, is mm-hmm. so rude. Mm-hmm. He'll happily just run past the man and boot it from next to him. Oh, yeah. One, one, <laughs> yeah. Of, one of his goals, he was he literally got sandwiched by two Geelong players <laughs> just after it left his mm-hmm. boot. I was like, oh. Yeah. Straightest goal he kicked all night too. Like the rest of them are like around the corner and shit, yeah, like yeah. snaps. And it just... But yeah, it, it is quite funny watching him run in, and then he's like he ne- next too. to the man on the mark, yeah. two meters beside him, just bombing it. <laughs> Probably gains himself an extra like five, ten meters yeah. easy just by doing it that way. The big key defenders like, oh, fuck, not a good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acceleration, not a great start. No, exactly. Guys. Stuck yeah. on the mark, can't can't do anything. Yeah. Alrighty. <clears throat> uh, so. Out of the three Saturday games, Keelan at this point was the only person in the competition with an point out of the three games so far. Yeah. <laughs> Tough look. Tough look for everyone. <laughs> given given it wasn't really a brain pick by you. It was a oh, it was all, all heart. heart. Yeah, all heart, all yeah. Heart, yeah. <laughs> um but it, every every time I pick Hawthorne from now on is is a mixture of brain and heart. <laughs> just back it off that last game. Even a, even a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling a late season surge for that eight wins mm. that I so desperately wanted yeah. at the start of the season. So yeah, fair enough. Alrighty, Suns versus Bulldogs. Driving up to Darwin for a tropical tangle in the top end. Oh. <laughs> Didn't like that one. <laughs> oh, just I was surprised how well you just trucked through it. <laughs> the Gold Coast Suns trying their luck at their warm home away from home, hosting the Western Road Dogs, who continue their travels up from Ballarat. Being used to the road conditions, the dogs jumped out of the gates, taking a twenty to nil lead within the first ten minutes. But the Suns were just slow to rise, and once they were up, they brought the heat, kicking three in a row to respond. Once again, the country footy seems to have the dogs providing maximum yield, the two Baileys squaring up a combined harvest of 44 disposals and 2-1. Despite the slippery conditions, Jack McCrayfish had his claws all over the rock with 33 pinches of leather for the dogs. Cody was throwing his weightmen around. Some would argue there was some embellishment, earning his usual free kicks and scoring two goals. While Jabara kicked them, Eugle Hagen, and again, with three majors. Up in the tropics, Jack caused a monsoon of goals, Lacocious reigning in four in the second quarter and five straight for the match. And not to be outdone in his 100th match, Nick said, hold my beerman, kicking two goals and laying 10 tackles in a performance dedicated to his late mum. While getting stuck into the hard yakka in the middle for the Suns, Matt Trowell dug out 16 clearances amongst his 29 disposals and even managed to sow a seed between the big sticks during his 50th outing. Thanks to some dubious calls in crunch time, the dogs were within a sniff after kicking three in a row, but Bailey's late goal, restoring an eight-point lead for the Gold Coast and humped the dogs into submission. The dewy conditions played into Stewie's hands and the Suns setting themselves up for a good time in Darwin. Hanging on for a seven-point victory. Gold Coast Suns, 13-6-84. Defeated Western Bulldogs, 11-11-77. Yeah, love your work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This game was intense. Mm. After a bad start, I was like, oh, it's going to be a long way back from here. And they made it a, a good first quarter. 
and by the end, I was ropeable. Mm. Sam had set up a group chat for a family in the UK for when we go over, you know, just to have something there to plan stuff out. And they were talking about, you know, travel details and stuff like that. And there was a message in there for me saying, she didn't know any of the details. Isaac will send them through. And I looked at it and it was like the fourth quarter. I'm like, I'm going to deal with this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. And with those bullshit calls, mm. probably the worst 50 meter penalty we've seen all season. Um, where Ben Ainsworth uh, just sort of ran into the mark and stood on, on what he thought was the mark mm. uh, and then immediately got called for 50 metres. Bulldogs kicked a goal from that one. Uh, Classic. Cody Waitman throws himself into a Suns player's arm. Uh, free kick goal. Well, yeah. I was ropeable. Well, obviously, player safety is paramount. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet was alight with... This is legitimate match fixing <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, luckily the Suns hung on. Otherwise, there would have been mm. more calls for robbery as we saw at the bank last season mm-hmm. from um, Melbourne and their umpires that they supplied. Um, but yeah, big man- VFL. Yeah, big VFL at it once again. Um, managed to manage to get the win, and I sent a message to the. Uh, you know, now in-law family mm. saying, luckily for everyone, my football team won. Uh, here's the details. <laughs> <laughs> what football team do they support? Uh, I don't know. It's be football, football. Over there, over there. Sure. Uh, I know Sam's granddad goes for Tottenham. Ooh, or his grandparents go for Tottenham. Know, uh, not, not great. Uh, I don't know about the others. Mm. I don't know if they're big sports people. Yeah, okay. As much. I'd have to ask. But yeah, there was <clears throat> Twitter was going off in including me. Mm. <laughs> How many tweets, Isaac? Good question. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> um, it was it was at least three. So the line's three. I know that. I'm much. taking the over. You get a push on that one. Exactly three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well. Uh, first one, the AFL's darling Bulldogs are outstanding. It's amazing how good you can be when the umf- umpires don't call anything. Mm. Hashtag VFL. Uh, <laughs> second tweet, I bet the umps can't wait for their flight back to Footscray immediately after the game. Mm. Uh, and uh, third one, you'd think Waitman's palms would be tanned given the amount of times he throws his arms up in the air. <laughs> 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 oh, nice. <laughs> I, I'm really glad you've signed yourself up to read Matt's next recap. It's a shocker. I think this is the... the. I don't know if it's shocker content-wise, but it's definitely a shocker length-wise. It's huge. This is going to be the... Uh, Things Matt hasn't heard before. Yeah, the... <laughs> the big J one for sure, I imagine. Ah, uh, yeah, he did say the Essendon <laughs> game was big J. Yep. Alrighty, West Coast versus Essendon. The Essendon Bombers, trouble on the tarmac. A storm in the beach article. The Essendon Bombers may be currently in the top eight. However, not everything in the club is as it seems. Beneath the Bombers' seemingly smooth tarmac lies an infrastructural disaster waiting to happen. The gooey, liquid bitumen that 
holds the asphalt together, is melting away before Brad Scott's very own eyes. Head coach Brad Scott, or the Bradster, as he likes to be called, or should I say, as he's known at the local Melbourne Bordellos, has debuted as the Bombers' new head coach for the 2023 season. The season started out strong with the once-grounded birds cleared to air, soaring majestically above the Melbourne city skyline. After a quick one-two punch, the red and black forces were sitting high and mighty, but behind the clouds, a storm was brewing. Disaster, 35,000 feet above the ground. April 25th, Samuel Draper, who loves a goal, (laughs) alongside Jake Stringer, flew into GMHBA Stadium to take on the Cats. The duo were tasked with kicking some goals and bringing home the chip for General Bradley. A routine exercise for the club. According to intel from Big AFL, Samuel Draper is one of, if not the greatest goal-kicking artists of all time, and again, loves a goal. The opposition's intel proved too good for Essendon, and the Bombers were shut down. Over the coming weeks, the club lost in Geelong, Adelaide, and Brisbane. With Brad's desire to be the number one son and overtake his brother Chris slipping through his fingers, the subsequent losses began to drive him to madness. Brad Scott's reputation. The Bradster started out his coaching career assisting at Collingwood FC before moving on to Arden Street to lead the Roos. A woeful decade of accomplishing nothing at the Kangaroos besides gutting the team from the inside out and the comical supervillain level betrayal committed against Boomer Harvey. Brad went on to become the general manager of the AFL, truly failing upwards. As of 2023, he now commands the Essendon Bombers. Sources close to Storming the Beach have discovered alleged information that Bradley David Walter Scott is in the midst of planning to release Stringer, Redmond and Draper from the club, along with Tip and Woody, to make room for fresh young talent. Staff around Brad believe the decision is ruthless and will create a rift between staff and players. Worries about club loyalty and Brad's reputation are becoming increasingly common amongst those closest to Essendon. Character. Brad Scott's team recently faced off against a depleted, injured, hobbling, barely clinging onto life West Coast Eagles. That's putting it lightly. (laughs) Gone quite easy on them there, actually. (laughs) The head coach's character has been brought into question as the injury-riddled VFL side was publicly humiliated in a brutal defeat this past weekend. I didn't know that the West Coast Eagles were in Victoria. I know, right? When... The Bradster was asked, did you ever consider turning down the pressure on the downtrodden side, especially once your side was up over 40 points? He simply replied, shut up, I'm Brad Scott, you F word. Allegedly, of course. The unrepeatable word being one that was once used to refer to homosexuals, the LGBTQ plus movement is up in arms and demanding an apology. The future for the club is uncertain. However, we hope that fans can look past the reprehensible man and the supporters of this club, Essendon. Final score, Bombers. Hold on. I want to get the actual thing, not just the final. Yeah. Final score, Bombers, 14-12-96, defeated West Coast Eagles, 6-10-46. So I'm convinced. Uh, I mean, when he when he mentioned his symptoms earlier, right? Uh, he didn't mention any sort of brain fog or anything like that. No, uh, delirium but wasn't listed there. I'm 75% certain he is because that 
that is Big J hit uh, hit piece article. That Brad was Scott. something. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely something. Um, uh, and just for context, he's just sent a message saying he has to call his dad and go to apothecary storeroom. I thought what it- the flying fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I thought he was watching State of Origin with his dad this evening. Yeah. Why, why is he calling him? Where is he? Am I going to get weird ads if I Google apothecary storeroom? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, You're going to get it. like targeted monthly boxes, I reckon, oh. of uh, different elixirs just Google and it. oils. It doesn't come up with anything. Maybe it's just like a underground um, brothel or something. Yeah, probably. Probably a massage oh, place. Oh, unless he literally just means pharmacy. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, yeah. He absolutely meant that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was some like weird vegan shit. <laughs> it was like a vegan, like a, like an or, vegan like, store. Like organic. an alternative yeah, medicine yeah, yeah. store. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you'd just say the fucking pharmacy. Pharmacy, the, the chemist, yeah. Um, But yeah, <laughs> rapidly moving along, sorry. Um, We have the next game, which is me sending a message in the group chat and <laughs> trying to say things. Um, Collingwood North. Oh, no, it's not. Scrolled too far. Richmond Port, um, which uh, were known as their traditional name, Yata Pulte. Mm-hmm. Now been changed back pretty rapidly. Yeah, so I, I wasn't so. sure which tense to use given that mm. now they're back to being Port. Mm. Um, so I've kind of interchanged uh, partway through this, mostly because I don't know, you know. It's a tough word to say. Don't know how to translate it into past or present tense. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very tough word to say too. Yeah, I yeah. Wasn't not dumb. an easy one. Yeah. Um, but, all right, we crack on. For any punters that had Damien Hardwick drinking a beer from any of the 40 breweries in Richmond on Saturday night as part of your same-game multi, you'd be very upset. <laughs> the now ex-Tigers coach was plonked on his couch with none other than a stone and wood in hand, a beer from New South Wales. Mm. I'm surprised the media aren't covering this more, if I'm honest. The once-considered loyal premiership coach resigned saying he could no longer give 100% as their coach and essentially didn't want to let the team down. I argue the stone and wood in hand is actually a clue to a greater conspiracy. In a Storm of the Beach exclusive interview that may or may not have happened, Mr. Hardwick did not rule out working with GWS and Sydney in the future. Mm, Interesting. Do with that what you will. This has been fact-checked as much as all sports journalism. Not at all. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're doing as good as Channel 9 at this point. Yeah, exactly. That was my shout-out, Channel 9. Um, <laughs> uh, we've also had some late news. Uh, since the interview, we've heard whispers from sources talking about the Gold Coast Suns, given the Suns' proximity to the Byron Hinterland-based brewery. Mm, interesting. Uh Funny I put that in there. That was mm. actually the talk of the town, was that he was breathing down Stewie Jew's neck looking for the job. <laughs> I had no idea that was it. Okay, well. Yep. So that'll be interesting. Um, once we get, we've obviously already uh, pilfered Brandon Ellis, uh, mm. Marbury Troll, uh, Richmond Legends, uh, and, you know, if Dimmer. Sent Tom Lynch the other way. Yeah, sent Tom Lynch the other way. And if Dimmer wants to come up and join as well, uh, I'm sure we'll happily take on the services. He can of, have assistant coach role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll happily take on the services of um, Dusty Martin. 
as well, <laughs> who's been linked to some other clubs too. I mean, if he likes barley, he'd love the Gold Coast. Oh, it's 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 barley light. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's barley without a passport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't put this in here, but speaking of Dusty, he did tell Mr. Hardwick to uh, go to Ibiza. He did. So Gave him a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, absolutely nothing else on that. Just thought it's funny. Because, mm. you know, Damien's 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably past his party in prime. But yeah, you never I, would, know. I would think so. I mean, yeah. Do what you want, though. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to restrict him. Age is just a number. Mm-hmm. But the stats show. Never too late to change career. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> um, sorry, back to the football. Uh, unfortunately for the Tigers, uh, the retirement of Hardwick didn't allow them enough time to appoint a new full-time coach for the game against Port Adelaide mm. at the G on the weekend. Without the backing of a new coach bounce, the Tigers took to the field against a powerful Port team that has seen some great form recently. While Grimes and Bolter got down to the dirty work early against the port forwards, uh, they were able to hold off the port advance for just 13 minutes. Um, but port managed to keep the ball locked in their half for a nice 69% of the opening term. Nice. And the, I thought saying it in front would stop people saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the pressure became too much for the Richmond defence and the floodgate opened. Uh, Port kicking 5-4-34 to Richmond's 1-3-9. Allegedly, it had rained earlier in the day and the conditions were wet at this point without rain. Mm. Mm. Richmond pulled their fingers out in the second quarter, making the vast majority of opportunities uh, and squandering all but two. Not bad. Kicking two and seven. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There must have been something in the air, though. Perhaps the humidity before the incoming rain. Port butchered their opportunities as well, kicking five behinds. Ooh. Shocking. 212. That's not good footy. (laughs) No, but (laughs) hear me out, okay? Um, Some of Richmond's set shots on goal Mm. from fucking... The lesser Rewalt brother. <laughs> like, gimmies. Yeah. They didn't even look pretty off the boot. Oh, they just looked no. like... Yeah, they look like... If, if you drop a Beyblade wrong and it's spinning, <laughs> spinning off axis straight away. <laughs> Not good. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'm getting distracted again. Uh, ultimately, in what was a tight game on the scoreboard, perhaps just slippery conditions... Um, just thanks to slippery conditions. Sorry, the Tigers were always a step behind um, what has always uh, what has been a powerful Port team. The Tigers stalking. St- <laughs> <laughs> Terribly sorry, everybody. It's going around. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Tigers stalking, but never pouncing on their prey, and they fall victim themselves. Richmond nine thirteen sixty seven, Yarta Palti. 10, 17, oh. 77. Just good footy all round. Slightly really. better, worse than them. Uh, once again, wet conditions. Butter was the best on ground for Port. Mm. Um, but mostly a team effort from Port, actually. They had about a billion goal scorers, so um, 10, uh, with one goal apiece. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Tiger Tim Taranto was clearly best on ground. 
for the Tigers with four goals, 33 disposals, seven tackles, and seven clearances. Hmm. So there might be some votes going his way for that game. Yeah, pretty handy. Given that he did literally everything. <laughs> and <laughs> I think he kicked four straight too. So like he was the only yeah. Richmond player that could actually do the thing he, he's paid to do. Put him on the... Uh Put him on the pie list for Pie of the Year award at the end of the season. 4133. <laughs> totally doing it. Mm. Won't be a long list. It shouldn't be too long. Three max. Yeah. Yeah. 413. Okay. I get it, but like, <laughs> I uh, also don't like it. First side to win without uh, any multiple goal kickers on their team. That makes sense, you know, mm. two plus or whatever. Yep. Uh, Port this round versus Richmond, first since 2020. Yep. Wow. That's a stat for you. They don't make stats like that anymore. Well, I do. Sorry. I mean, that that, really, <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, oh, it's me again. Sorry. Yeah, you go again. Uh, we, got, um, we got another one of Matt's thoughts. Oh, Here we go. Out. Now, I was... I was looking at this game. I was like, why have they got Collingwood as the home team under the roof, right, mm-hmm. in this match when they've got, I don't know, Richmond wearing away shorts versus Port at the MCG, right? So I, I noticed this. Richmond had their away white shorts on, which was bizarre. Mm. But then I was like, ah, this is classic big AFL up to their tricks, wanting to keep... Uh, what they knew was a sellout. And although it would have been less people than what would have gone to the MCG for Steel's 300th, right? Mm. Of course. They must have been tapped into to bomb. Keep people uh, out of the weather. They want it to be a half-decent game and not a scrappy one like the one before with the home side wearing away shorts and <laughs> Collingwood hosting a home game under the roof. I mean... The stats speak for themselves at that point. Um, more investigation necessary, perhaps. Mm. Uh, more next week. Or at seven. Up to you. Uh, so we have Collingwood versus North at Marvel. <laughs> it was the big one. Steele's 300th game at Marvel. Mason Cox was set for his big 100th with his family visiting from the States too. Tickets to the venue sold out five days prior to the game. North... Fans were frightened. Steele's huge milestone. An unstoppable Pies team coming for their seventh win. Mason, dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting sentence. Okay. Uh, Blue and white faithfuls knew that of the 53,359 max capacity at the Disney Hall, 52,000 of them were going to be in prison bars. (laughs) (laughs) North Melbourne groups and forums were in a frenzy commenting on how brutal the game may be the general sentiment being we are going to get merciless merc- oh, tough word mercilessly pumped yep well then the day of the big game steel side bottom made his way onto the green a beloved club legend amazing man on and off the field and five minutes in his mcl explodes <laughs> unbelievable Hopefully, with today's modern medicine and infusing the blood of a virgin under the 12th moon or whatever the hell they're doing, he'll be back in two weeks. City 
so, oh, sidey, <laughs> going down like that was pretty rough and put a little dampener on fans' spirits. That low didn't last long with Steele reappearing rather quickly to the bench and the not-so-gentle giant Mason taking a huge mark and booting an even more impressive goal in front of his whole family who made the long trip down under. Surely not his whole family. There's got to be some someone left over in the US. Uh, it, these stats are just... They can't be his whole family. There's got to be a Let's lot Let's not them. exaggerate here. There's not enough room under the roof for <laughs> all that tall timber. <laughs> they all got to sit at the very front so they don't clip. They're down on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, funnily enough, Jaden Slevo Stevenson was also celebrating his 100-game milestone. An ex-Pie, now Rue, who kicked a nice set shot between the main sticks. As fans feared, Collingwood were putting on a dominant display in the first term. The nuclear-powered Pies were producing clean, fast and efficient footy, tearing apart North Melbourne and finishing the first quarter. Four goals, three to the Rue's zero and three behind. Mm. The Pies rolled on through and ignited the third quarter, leaving the Kangas in the dust. Things looked pretty bleak before the Arden Street Boys managed to kick six majors in the final term, thus only losing by 35 points. A very respectable and less embarrassing score than every single man, woman and child predicted. (laughs) But hear me out. You know how they get like subbed off Mm -hmm. for the second team in the NBA. I feel like... Oh, yeah, just cleared the bench. Well, yeah, and then the you know the starters that were still on were like, ah, whatever, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're not you're not putting in uh, one percenters no. when you're up by whatever they were up by. You don't need to play like Collingwood like last year no. when you're up by sixty. No, exactly. Um, what a milestone for Coxie with his trend-setting knee-high socks. Is it been a thing for a while? There's not a lot of players that wear knee-highs anymore. Yeah, they well, make they make them short socks now, which I don't like. Personally. I don't like at all. Yeah, um, I, I I still don't think it's trends. Oh, maybe it is. It is now. Damn it, maybe he's right. Oh well, sporting goggles and a haircut you could set a watch to. What does that mean? Pretty sharp. Oh, why would? No, well, <laughs> it's it also be Matt. Pe- old people so, thing. You know. yeah. <laughs> um, the friendly bean pole had a wonderful game. Live in front of his family, and it was a joy to watch. Despite him being a magpie, some hope for the... Oh, sorry. Just run on sentences. Matt, Matt, I'm really sorry. I'm just butchering this for you. Butcher of the week. Some hope for the young Roos squad with Larky producing one of his best kicking performances and some much-needed changes to the team stepping up. In the end, the Pies easily take their seventh consecutive win and roll on. Final score, something-something 105, North... Something, something, 70. Uh, 16-9-105, 10-10-70. Thank you. Uh, Pies to be without side bottom for at least six weeks. Mm-hmm. Only a sprain to the MCL, though. MCL sprain. Didn't explode, luckily. Yeah. Um, although, based on Matt's assessment, he would have been back three times sooner if it had exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Shocking. been a sprain. What a great uh, round for milestone players. Should have just taken all them in a bloody goal-kicking multi. Well, except Steelage. Oh, except for him, yeah. That, yeah. that would have ruined it all, actually. that That's exactly what the bookies would have wanted you mm-hmm. to do. Stop playing in the, into their games. Yeah. 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 No, fair enough. All right, let's finish this round off so we can then uh, get Matty on a blower. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wrapping up the round at Radelaide Oval, the Crows returning to their nest after getting murdered in Ballarat last week. 
while the Lions look to take their butchering skills on the road after breaking down the Suns at the Gabatoire. Luke Peddler got on his bike early for the Crows, kicking the first goal of the match, while Riley caused mass damage with his two Thil torpedoes in the first quarter. From the middle, Jordan opened all the doors on Adelaide's attacking options, distributing it 32 times while Keyes was able to open himself up 28 times and kicking a goal from three shots. For the Lions, Jock, uh, Jock, Josh Dunkley'd the ball into his glass of milk 29 times on his way to seven score involvements. And Tex Walker was caught in a shootout with Charlie Cameron. The Crows' valiant ranger quick drawing three straight shots on target, but he was bested by Cameron, who fired off four of his own. However, the Texans' shots weren't the only damage dealt to the Lions. A combination of goals from the Crows' forward line militia had the Big Cats bleeding out. The Crows using their murder of nine individual goal kickers to bloody the Lions. Adelaide Crows, 14-11-95, defeated Brisbane Lions, 10-18-78. Kick your goals. (laughs) (laughs) That is the uh, secret this week. I I don't know uh, if there's that many goal kicking consultants around. No. If there was, there's not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And you might be in high demand. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Pretty pretty inaccurate, as you alluded to. Guide the ball onto the foot. Mm. Simple. Mm. Just guide it down. Don't toss it. Just guide it down. There was one snap I watched, uh, you know, boundary pocket sort of area. Mm. Clearly the player's wrong foot as well snapping onto the left uh, around their body rather than going with a, a, a check side or banana, if you will. Yep. Um, and he dropped it from so high. It looks like, it honestly looked like he dropped, like he held the ball straight out and dropped it from there to snap oh, it. Oh, Oz kick it, your and Of course it missed. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Not great. Uh, all right. Quick shoe and recap. Uh, Keelan uh, was on Eston, who won by 50. Easy. Uh, I backed the Suns, who won by seven. And uh, Matt bucked the trend and was the only person in the comp to pick the Crows, and they won by 17. Mm. Uh, so another perfect week for us. Back back on a heater. Low-key, what is this El Crom thing? Uh, who started pe- that? People on the internet have been calling the Crows uh, Crom. Um uh, unsure uh, the origins of it. Um, Matt spends too much time on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, okay. correct. Um, now, of of note, I think, and in Keelan's favour, was me saying that I had picked three St Kilda games correctly in a row, mm. picking St Kilda, who then go on to lose to Hawthorne. You're welcome. I really appreciate. That. <laughs> That's why I was um, kind of quiet. Yeah, when St Kilda. So I, I didn't want to. You know, make you change your mind. Yeah, or anything, yeah. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Shoe in leaderboard. Matt ten. I'm on eight. Kilns on six. So pretty tight actually. Mm, with a bit to go. Not really down the bottom here. Yeah. Not looking good for me. All right. I don't want to drink it. We are going to get uh, Maddie on the line and run through our tips. Oh, I don't know if we should because mm. international phone call rates. Ah. What if we use? Do you reckon he has data over there? Wherever oh, he yeah, is. hopefully he's on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook. Calls. Not, not yeah. data roaming. Yeah, no. All right. I'll give him a buzz. 
I wonder if he's got the technology to answer this. We'll say. I'll start off low and turn him off if need be. Oh, I can do that. Wrong one. Fuck. No, that's the right one. In before he doesn't answer because he's off to the apothecary, as he said. Mm, dickhead. Maybe we should have done this off air. Possibly. Ah, well. We did predict this. This is fun. Hmm. Interesting. Is that actually the dial tone when you call on Facebook? Yeah. It's not. not are you just calling him or the pod? No. Nah. Him. Nice. These nicknames are Luigi. Yeah. Mine's uh, Mario. Mm, really? Yeah. Uh, we could talk about baseball. Mm. Uh, people uh, hitting dingers and throwing. He's typing. Why strikes. does he pick up the phone? No one's called me. <sighs> Man. Oh, why did I just try and call? Oh, no, because then you can join in anyway. Just call the pod chat. Okay. Yeah, see if it works there. Man, I'm really glad this podcast isn't live, but none of this is getting edited out anyway, so basically is. This is fun. Are you getting the call? I'm actually not. Interesting. I feel like this isn't... Are you getting this call? No, but see, it's a different dial tone. Huh. Um, well, this isn't the one on the on the podcast. This is um, this is just um, unlucky. Yeah, I'll call. I'll, you, we'll call you back. I'll call his phone number. Uh, who calls phone numbers? And so it's actually your fault, is what I'm hearing. Well, I guess. Unlucky. I assume you're on the Wi-Fi as well, though. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. 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 Can you Hello, hear, gentlemen. Can you hear me through this microphone? I can hear you fine. Are you whispering? Wow. Yeah, I was. I was talking like right into the microphone. I was seeing if you could hear me through the desk or or the phone. Oh. Ah. Wow, this is lovely. We could do talk back radio. It's easy. Yeah, simples. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the show, Matt. Uh, I hear you're a long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Now, uh, we're just getting into uh, tips out for the boys. Matty, you want to get your tips out? Absolutely do. I'm wondering how loudspeaker is going to go, but we'll give it a crack. Uh, sounds. See how you go. Uh, all, right. we, all you want to do is talk into the microphone, uh, and then we will be able to hear you. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah, it's about the same. Yep. Unreal. All right. Who read the Essendon recap? Uh, I did. Uh, excellent. We both hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really unusual reading recaps. You've had absolutely no prior, yeah, like reading of. Not it's, even. Um, yeah, it's tough, especially with different comedic rhythm. Sorry, comedic is in inverted commas there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, on a, on a happier note, we'll get another listener this week because Matt will be tuning in just to hear the recaps. Oh, surely. Yeah. Be rude oh, not hey, to. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Uh, all oh. right, Matty, who you got for uh, Melbourne and Carlton at the G? 
Definitely Melbourne by at least 10. Oh, I'll pick them by 11 then. Only I might go 12. <laughs> Tough. Surely Calvin right. all the way down. <laughs> down bad. <laughs> they are down pretty bad. I'm going Melbourne by 20, actually. Ooh. Oh, big. Yeah, I'm going to change mine to 15. I'm sticking with 11. Good number. <laughs> Lots of behinds. <laughs> Playing the prices right rules. Don't want to bust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prices right rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Port versus Hawthorne at Adelaide Oval. Probably Port, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, Port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your attitude, phone guy. All right. Uh, I don't think the kettle of hawks are going to be tearing anything apart down at Adelaide. Yeah. Mm. Right. Nice try. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's Port, unfortunately. Although, no, nah, I've picked Port. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not risking it. Not that silly. Nah. Uh, now, even further west, uh, Saturday afternoon, West Coast hosting Collingwood. Wow, I think it's West Coast here. Big, <laughs> big home ground advantage. <laughs> Collingwood's due for a loss too. They are, <laughs> and they and they only beat North Melbourne by thirty five. Hmm. Let in six fourth quarter goals. Yeah, on a serious all the note, momentum they might beat West Coast by like you know conservatively a hundred and twenty points. I don't know. Collingwood aren't that team. They're not a team that like we saw it last week. They just started coasting at the end. They benched all the starters mm. and then they just didn't play the fourth. And they're like, that's fine. We've got enough points. <laughs> but uh, Collingwood will win. Mm. Maybe. I feel like the West Coast midfield puts up less of a fight. So it's still like less of a fight than North Melbourne is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I feel like even when you're, you know, not playing them, you're carving through them. Yes. Like there's still no contest. No, true. Uh, At witches' hats. Yeah, exactly. It's been said. It's been said. Um, but that being said, Collingwood could say, Hey, our fourth quarter wasn't great last week. Let's just bury this team. <laughs> yeah, 120 could, points conservatively. Yeah, it could be 100 plus. Yeah. The 1% of people tipping West Coast is psychos. I think Collingwood are definitely going to win by a margin of 65, at least. At least 65. What's, we'll the, what's the line? Lock it in. Uh, the line is currently... 57 and a half. That's conservative. Which is very high. Back the over. Take that. <laughs> Collingwood to cover the line, minus 57 and a half. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But looking at that, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit Matt 65, which would be paying 220, which isn't a lot. Uh, mm. You're better off sprinkling, you know, minus 99 and a half, 100 point victory, 775. Sprinkle Ooh. that. Yeah. Or hear me out. Seven. If you put a hundred houses on Collingwood to win, you'll get three percent return. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Better than most supers. <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, during COVID year, it was. My yeah. super, my super went down. <laughs> you got to take the ten year average. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no one in history Collingwood. has ever lost a bet with odds that low. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl flashbacks. Um, all right. On a serious note, 
<coughs> we got the cats and the dogs. Oh, wowee. Yeah. Not going to be raining, though, because it's under the roof at Marvel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I... Oh. I'm going Bulldogs 100%. I hate Geelong. I don't like Geelong either, but I'm going to pick them. Oh, this I think tough. The, I think the odds are incredibly rude for Geelong. I don't uh, think this yeah. is a dollar sixty two thirty game. No, this is closer to a pick M, you know, as they say. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It could, the... could be hard though, if you think about the uh, the rule of uh, teams that the Gold Coast Suns face getting ground down and losing Ooh. the following week. Geelong up here, based on that. Bulldogs yeah. by 40 plus is Bulldogs, what you're saying. Bulldogs have been traveling quite a lot too, and they are just coming back from Darwin without a break. Exactly. That's not that's not fun. They're going to need a lot of water to rehydrate. Whereas the uh, cats are making a ferry trip over from fucking GMH. Oh, exactly. So. Yeah. They're coming up on the, <laughs> on the bus and going back that same night. Yeah. Back in their own beds. Easy. Uh, but, you know, mm. West Coast, Suns beat them by 70. Uh, they lose by 116 the following week. Uh, oh, which team was that? Sorry, uh, the Hawks pumped them. There we go. Um, Thank you. I just wanted to hear that. Brisbane obviously beat the Suns after a meltdown at the end. Uh, Brisbane lost last week. The stats line mm-hmm. up. So, could be Geelong here. Um, mm. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen much good out of Geelong recently, so I'm going to yeah. go the dogs. If you got to pick an upsetty spaghetti this week, it's probably Geelong. So I'm going to pick them. Fair they've enough. got they've got the talent there. They, they just haven't been clicking, and for some reason, the I always mix them up. Chris Scott is it, it's Chris, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Chris Scott has been putting Sam DeConing up front with his fucking face mask on, and I think he just needs to, I don't know, do his job down the back instead. Yeah, surely. Um, Radical E is out injured down back for them, so I guess move him. Move him back to where where he's played most of his football. And he's pretty decent. And they only have, I don't know, two of the best tall forwards already in the competition. Yeah, yeah. Probably fine up there. I think they're okay. Um, But yeah, my my upset is Geelong. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, a straight up pick him up at Darwin again with the Suns Mm. and the Crows. I think the Suns have proven that they can weather the heat up north. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two wins last year. Going to be two wins this year in Darwin. I think so. Yeah. I think it's I think it's Suns. Um, it seems a bit silly to tip against them at this point. Red wine, not really a humid, filthy, hot weather drink. Mm-hmm. Adelaide, Adelaide's not, full of that shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not a great road team this season either. The 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 lions of the lions of last year, <laughs> the the lions of the south, yeah. So yeah, suns so two and four on the road. The crows so far, so yeah, suns, I'm going suns. Suns it is. Uh, all right, the uh, the G men at Giant Stadium versus Richmond, the uh, Tim Taranto revenge game. <laughs> I um uh, I'm going with the odds, but yeah, it is GWS because Richmond stuck. Mm. 
Well, Rick at least they sucked in, last week. Yeah, they're in bad form. And Toby Green's been playing well. Really yeah. well. Yeah, and he'll he'll happily create opportunities as well in that half space between the between the center and the and the goals and such. So he's he's not just waiting down there for the ball to come to him. No. He, he, um, he's getting in the mix. He's getting, you know, touches. So yeah, it's um The G Men. I'm the on G the G Men for sure. The orange team. I'm gonna back Tigerland as an upset. Oh. Mm. Bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. <laughs> right, and final game. Uh marvelous. Very nice. Uh the Bombers and North Melbourne. I'm surprised Matt didn't use this as his uh upset of the week. I don't know, not with odds like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have little faith in North Melbourne, unfortunately. Take the emotional hedge. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Essendon's not that good, but... But. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're still talking about North Melbourne here. We are also talking about Samuel Draper, greatest AFL big man to ever play the game. Loves the goal. Loves the goal. <laughs> it's like hearing religious people talk about their God, like... You know, um, praise be unto him. Exactly, it's exactly the <laughs> praise be unto him. Well, that's a good meme. That's the next one coming. Uh, Sam Matt, Draper. You have approximately twenty-four hours to make and release that meme before this podcast goes live, and yep. anyone on the internet uh, can make that meme themselves. Oh no, a hundred percent. Christ-like Draper loves a girl. Praise be unto him. <laughs> but yeah, I am going the Draper gang. I think I'm going to have to go the Bombers as well. Now, you know how they always have the questions at the end from Subway? Yep. What's yours? Uh, the best way to hold a sub. Oh yeah, obviously they're all the same. One, yeah. One-handed pluck or the two-handed grab? Yeah, so my issue holding with this side graphic on. is yeah, yeah, holding <laughs> you're holding the f- the foot and the and the and the head of the Subway sandwich instead of... They've they've gone full uh, <laughs> uh, stunner meal ad on the... That's much better, <laughs> on the yeah. Subway. They've whopped it. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. whopped it. Um, I I can only imagine the one-handed pluck is holding uh, just a six-inch. Can't imagine they've got the wrist strength to be holding a full foot long one-handed from there one is, end. Yeah, no. Well, they always cut the sandwich too, so why is the... Whatever. Maybe but I should request my there is a, um, to not be cut. There is a challenge. Like, you don't get anything out of it. It's just like, bragging oh, yeah, rights. nice. Yeah, yeah, bragging rights. If you can eat a whole meatball sub um, with all of the insides, like you, you can't skimp on lettuce and yeah, spinach yeah. and all that shit without mm. spilling a single topping. Yep. It's tougher than it looks. I've done it once before. One hand as well, sorry. Yeah, yeah. one hand. I, yeah, yeah. I don't believe you. Not for a second. Got him. <laughs> Calling him out. All right, I guess we'll do it live on air. Yeah, sure. Without spilling even a single piece of the one millimeter by one millimeter shredded lettuce. Correct. If it's already off the sub when you pick up the first time. Yeah, you're probably better off moving moving it off the initial subway Correct. wrapper just to make sure. Okay. Uh, if okay. you're going for a Guinness World Record attempt, yep. you want to make sure. Or eating you know. over a plate or something. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. Once. Once, you say. Mm-hmm. He's tried hmm. many times. Ma- many, hundreds of times. <laughs> many years ago when I used to get uh, two Subway footlong meatball subs for lunch. 
Ooh. <laughs> and then you graduated to it the... Just hoover down the, the first one. Barn me. Didn't touch the soil. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Fuck, I'd go barn me right now. Yeah. So he does have the experience. Interesting. There's a similar challenge. It's um, eat a whole authentic Vietnamese banh mi without dropping a single bit of crispy baguette. Oh, no way. It's, it's literally impossible. impossible. No, no, no one's done it. No one's done it ever. <laughs> you would have to somehow fit the entire sandwich in your mouth in one bite. Or just have like the force of a fucking Dyson at sucking in <laughs> yeah. as, as you take the bite. You'd have to be eating it holding the sandwich above your head at all times as well. So all the crumbs have to fall in your mouth that's and nowhere a, that's else. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's got to be the strategy. Mm. But you'd have to be very careful when you're taking your bites. <clears throat> And none sit on your lips. You'll see us in the park eating vertically. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, And we're into the buy rounds. I believe there could be four in a row. Um, Brisbane, St. Kilda, Sydney all want to buy this week. Is it disappointing? A little bit. Two less games. Hmm. Yeah. So there is uh, a few more teams on buy next week. So we'll have uh, a few more and less games for the next four weeks. There's only one buy next week. Why are they doing this? There's there's two by two games this week, one one game the next week, and then three games a week after. Yep, and then mm. another three after that. Fuck it. It's kind of rough. Um, but let's get those tips in. And uh, Matty, well, we've got you uh, shoeing of the week. Oh crap! I shouldn't have closed the app. Huh. Well, while oh. he's squandering this opportunity, I'm choosing Melbourne. Oh no. I should have let you go first. Good Sorry, Isaac. No, that's fine. Um, I'm going that's a to, very good pick. I'm going to I go do, with Port. I do kind of like us um, choosing in reverse order, though, because it means, in theory... We should do it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We that should, should be the way it's purpose, done. Yeah. Yeah. The, the person bringing up the rear gets to pick first. Mm. All right, so All you've, right. Got, you've got Melbourne. Who'd uh, you get, sorry? A Port. I'm taking Port. Uh, yeah, fair enough. A little bit tricky with the buy rounds. Could give Keelan some breathing room to yeah, catch back up. The three game, the three game rounds, I, th- I think, are going to be um, going to be toughies. Um, Can't shoe in against Elkrom, which brought me so much victory last week. You can, yeah, absolutely, I, could. Can't shoe in Essendon, rather. Are you saying you can't shoe in the Crom because you tipped Gold Coast? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, like, so you, you could, yeah, yeah, enough. This is tough. You, you literally cannot shoe in Collingwood because those odds against West Coast are just outrageous. Yeah, too rude. I don't know if we've done this before, but I'm going to shoe in Richmond with underdog odds. Ooh, ballsy, because uh, I shoot in Gold Coast with underdog odds last week. Welcome, oh, it has been done. Well played. Yeah, but this isn't even like an emotional pick or anything. This is just this is this is actually just balls straight up on the on the road dogs. I guess you yeah you, you I mean you couldn't really shoe in against North Melbourne, could you? So no, kind of limited your options there once we'd picked. I've <laughs> had to see that subway ad again. Uh, as mm-hmm. yeah, probably best described to the listeners. The classic Hungry Jacks holding the Whopper side on, mm-hmm. although it's holding the Subway sub lengthwise, mm-hmm. end-to-end. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we described. I think we're all in agreement that. Okay, cool. If, if anyone listening, anyone ever sees anyone 
at any point in their life, eating a Subway sandwich across the width of it, they mm. should be institutionalized. Slap it out of their hands. Just kar- karate chop the sub right in the middle right there. They're unfit for society. Imagine walking around and you see a bloke sitting there in the park eating a Subway, but he's got, I don't know, maybe like an inch left of bread. But all the way long, the full foot long, he's just got an inch left on the back because he's just been taking bites on the front. He's got the the bread hinge left. (laughs) He's got the bread hinge with a little bit of lettuce and sauce left at the end. I I don't want that man operating a vehicle. I don't want him working. He probably has a forklift license, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. No, it's not okay. Also... I have never had a Subway sandwich with the structural rigidity to hold end-to-end. No end, way. Even if it wasn't no. in the middle, obviously. Especially not a meatball one. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> not if you get the meatball sauce too. Which you do. Well, like, obviously, but, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you get it toasted. And, and, and additional then. sauce. I'm a extra sauce on top of meatball sauce guy as well. A little bit of chipotle. A little bit of chipotle, a little bit of sweet onion. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> but yeah, well. Decadent. It's like Gareth's kebab order. It's fucking mayo and sour cream. Oh, oh bro. Not okay. How white it's is not, he? That's not okay. <laughs> Very white. He is He's so racist. Yeah. He orders two white sauces on his kebabs. <laughs> uh, storming the submarine sandwich coming in. Interesting. We'll have I to... feel like storming the sub might just be a better... Nah, nah, nah. We'll have to we'll have to do a subway <laughs> review and maybe a Jersey Mike's review while we're there. When where's the nearest Jersey Mike's? They closed down down at Q store. Oh well, I don't know then. <laughs> I think they're literally all gone. I went I won one the other day and we'll have to get one shipped in. Good. <laughs> storming storming the trip. beaches. I'm okay with Subway Submarine Sandwich review. Yeah. Wrap your ear holes around that. Maybe we can order three different sandwiches and then we can travel around who eats which six inch. Yeah, possibly. Oh, that'd, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's not bad. You guys want to eat Subway this weekend? Could do. Oh, Matt, oh, three, sick. Yeah. Three different meatball I'm subs. Cut it first. Three different meatball subs. One of them, <laughs> only one of them has spinach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you, Maddie. Oh, You're done. I love your work. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. That's Big right. fan. Uh, uh, Enjoy State of Origin. We heard you've got tickets and uh, just lining up for the gates right now. Yeah, I just wanted to ask NRL for you. I just wanted to ask one question uh, since I'm live on air. Go on. Uh-oh. Um, is Keelan's head as big as? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, we might have to censor that in post. Sorry, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know where I got cut off. <laughs> oh, did you not hear the beeping on your end? I heard nothing but beeping. Oh, okay, good. Um, Classic radio dump button. <laughs> I heard something, something, my normal sized head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, there's been a lot of chatter amongst the fans and just want to know if your head was as big as the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've got some line issues. Can, can confirm uh, it is very large. The triple uh, XL hat. <laughs> Uh, it's whatever the biggest number is they sell. It was a um, it was a, uh, a double XL hat that I purchased. Thank you very much. Um, 
Um, One I bought hat spaces not for, for him. Bought, fuck you. <laughs> I bought hat spaces for it. And uh, since I got my hair cut, it's now slightly too big for my head. So mm. I have a um, just a regular extra large head, I think, is the um, the takeaway there. Regular XL. You've heard it here first. I'm not some kind of massive head guy or anything. This is a PSA. I've just got a... Um, Regular large head, well, extra large, just not like you know, monster extra extra large. Thank you, <laughs> and that's all. Classic regular extra large. Yeah, yeah don't worry about. It, it goes uh, along with my sh- medium jumper that I'm yeah, wearing right now. Exactly. All right, thanks, Matty. We expect a full game recap from State of Origin next week. Oh, I don't, I don't want to hear that at all. Please. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> See ya, bye. All right. Oh, count how many times I say bring back the Biff. He's gone. Well, guess we'll find out. <laughs> nice one. Couldn't resist. Alrighty. Quick bit of AFL news. Uh, this week, uh, Adam Goods had a statue unveiled in front of the Swans' new headquarters. Uh, love to see it. Um, no arguments that he's one of the best players in the modern era mm. um, and fully deserving of a statue. Statues, like, you know, just because you get in the Hall of Fame doesn't mean you get a statue. You've got mm-hmm. to be something pretty best special of the best of yeah, the best yeah exactly yeah. like you know special and iconic yeah. yeah you've got to be you know you you might be lucky if there's what five statues outside a stadium that would be pushing it mm. but in the history of the stadium you could argue that there might be five statues put up outside it at some point yeah right maybe four one for each side or if it's a circle maybe they go around or whatever um but a couple of accolades here so picked 43rd in the 1997 draft went on to play 372 games which is a club record for sydney uh over 18 years 204 of those consecutively between 99 and 08 which is pretty wild uh winning yeah. two brownlows and two premierships two brownlows 0306 uh premierships 05 obviously lost 06 uh and 2012 pretty good resume well, I think quite deserving of a statue. I'd allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually a good one as well. Not like... Uh, the Cristiano Yeah, Ronaldo. Cristiano yeah. special that we've seen. I mean, he's one of those players that opposition fans can go, yeah, I yeah. heard his name come out of my television for 10 years running. Oh, yeah. In oh, good yeah. context. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. I'm sure plenty of opposition supporters are like, why can't we stop this guy? What what's everyone doing? Just Nothing running around out there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is hats. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and another bit of Swans related news: uh, Paddy McCartan has been ruled out for the remainder of the season with concussion symptoms. Mm. Uh, Sydney making the call to open up a spot ahead of tonight's mid-season rookie draft, uh, which is obviously the biggest sporting event of the evening that everyone will be watching. Uh, Twenty minutes ago. Yep. All over it. Yep. Um, I th- Sicily got fucking uh, low key done for one match one match ban for the softest high bump of all time. Little little sussy, yeah. One match sussy. Um, I'm not sure if we disputed it, but um, that was going to be my news, and then I forgot to um, forgot to actually research it. So I'm just kind of stalling. Fair enough. I believe they were going to yeah, challenge it. Was it. was a one game ban, but so it tough. was still supported. Pretty sure. Mm. Unlucky. All right. Uh, quick bit of NBA. Yeah, there was some basketball. 
Um, so Boston Celtics managed to push back and force a Game 7 and potentially become the first team in NBA history to complete a reverse sweep. Only four teams ever have forced a Game 7 after being down 0-3. Uh, unfortunately, they got pumped by 19 points, so that record remains 0 and uh, 151 for teams that fall to 0-3 and three in playoff basketball. Stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Uh, Caleb Martin scored the most points in playoff history from an undrafted player. Interesting. Mm. That's a that's a Maddie stat thrown out there. Uh, and How coach, many? <laughs> and coach Eric Spo, uh, deserving of coach of the year after multiple trips to the NBA Finals over his career? Question mark. Uh, I don't think you can judge coach of the year based on multiple years. Great point. Uh, it's coach of the year singular. Mm. Ha- has had pretty good teams, like pretty good players on the teams as well, mm. where he's gone. So you know, kind of handy. So Mister Spose, the 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 hot man, the heat coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Started working there as a game film guy back in the day. Well, I think yeah, taking taking eighth seed to the finals that ain't a bad achievement. Pretty pretty good. Yeah, I- I'd allow it. Yeah, pretty good. Um, and then Charles Barkley had some. Uh, Interesting comments for Boston on the team team halftime report during Game Seven. Uh, Boston are four and twenty-one behind the arc. They have no body movement. You come out and say we make threes, we win. We don't, we lose. Stop playing so stupid. It's frustrating to watch them play. Facts. So that, that that's obviously quoted to Charles Barkley, but yes, could have quite easily come out of your mouth as well. Absolutely. Um. So just that just goes to show that two legends of um basketball commentary, one and the same. Uh, another point that I brought up that Boston has all the a- bad attributes of Golden State's three-point shooting. Go they on. they love shooting threes. Mm-hmm. They've got none of the screening, none mm. of the ball movement or anything like that, but they just fall in love with threes and even when they're not uh, falling, mm-hmm. shoot a shoot apparently and they just keep shooting. Doesn't make any sense because Tatum's got more in his bag. I mean, half the team has more in their bag. Exactly. Yeah. Is it bad coaching? People are saying. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised to see a new Boston coach for next year. Uh, speaking of, uh, Boston's young first year coach, perhaps not ready to lead a team to the finals versus veteran playoff GOAT, Coach Spo. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> Good point. Um, but we're set up for a a Nuggets Heat finals, mm. which is uh, the um, microwave meltdown. People are calling it. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'm just trying to think of a word that starts with A to go with air fryer. Mm. The air fryer arena face off. Oh, I mean it's close. It's close. Needs workshopping. Yep. Air fryer. For some reason, aristocracy popped in my mind. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It's just two lovely words next to each other. Uh, the fryer fight. Just straight up. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm. I like that. Um, but it will be interesting to watch. I think the teams... Mm. I don't know. I think the bookies have Denver pretty strong favorite to win it all. Uh, probably but, because of how we predicted it. Um, yeah. 
how the bloody hell are they going to stop that big man? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And if they if they stop the big man, how are they going to stop everyone else? Because it takes two people to stop the big man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miami's a bit banged up with injuries now as well, yeah. and uh, the Nuggets have been resting mm. for what seems like weeks at this point after sweeping the Lakers. So, um, when does Game One start then? Great question. Sunday or something? I'll look it up now. Monday. But yeah, put down uh, Heat to win. Friday, actually. Whoa. Yeah. Man, I don't like their schedule at all, hey. Mm. But yeah, start um start Heat, heat to win game one and then uh, Denver to win the rest. Because obviously they they got to warm back into it. Of course. After their rest. Rest versus rust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The classic. So, so your prediction is Denver in five then? Yeah. Um, but strictly only the Heat winning the very first game. Yeah, game yeah. one, series double. Uh, Gentlemen's Ma- reverse sweep, if yeah, you will. Yeah, so Miami Heat to win game one and Nuggets to win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't need to be in five, but um, that's $6. Or the finals exact order. Let me find your prediction here on the list. There's too many games in those ones. Have they got it here? Surely you could just put on any combination. You'd think? Maybe not. They've got the... I saw the reverse. As in Nuggets winning game one and Heat winning the rest. Yeah. What are the odds for that? $51. Goo. Oh, actually, here it is. Uh, $19. Miami wins game one and then uh, the Well, there Nuggets. you go. It's not financial advice, but it sure is something. Yeah. Maybe, Do with that what you will. Maybe worth something. If I've nailed that, I might get into gambling. <laughs> oh, uh, after um, Europe, though, I got, I got to, I got to, you know, afford things over there first. Like croissant. Yeah. Look, of note, um, the NBA Finals exact order of just Denver sweeping mm-hmm. is five dollars forty. So the bookies are are putting that down as the wow. as the most likely outcome out of all the outcomes. That's that's something. That's outrageous. Set to be a real interesting finals then, according to the bookkeepers. Yeah, apparently not. Um, money to be made. But if there's anything, if the East Conference finals are anything to go by, mm. just bet Miami Heat to win each game mm. individually on those odds, and you'd be you'd be pretty good by now. What are the odds for them? Game one. Game one, uh, four dollars ten to win. There you go. One twenty four. Easy money. Just do that. Um, and if they win one of the first four games, you're in the profit slightly. Cash. Laughing. And I suppose it'd almost be better if they lost the first one. Mm. And then the odds will only go up from there. <sighs> Infinite money. Yeah. Glitch. Yeah. And obviously, if you have... You, you, yeah, your other bet, obviously, would be Denver to just win the series anyway. <laughs> yeah. Denver sweep or just keep <laughs> keep taking <laughs> the heap head-to-head yeah, every easy. match. Uh, not financial advice. <laughs> Do your own research. Yeah. Really simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and quickly in the NHL, the West Conference Finals finally wrapped up. Uh, Dallas Stars showed a little fight, winning a couple games in a row, um, but ended up falling 4-2 in the series to the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. Stanley Cup Finals now set with the Las Vegas Golden Knights hosting game one versus the Florida Panthers. Both teams looking to win their first ever Stanley Cup. Which is very cool. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, Also pretty cool is that they're both like the biggest drinking, I guess, city slash team from their respective conference. Yeah. Going to be wild going oh, yeah. between uh, Las Vegas and uh, 
as they nickname it, Fort Lickerdale. Bruh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I can't deny that. All right. Bit of uh, football in it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Like City won. Yeah. Um, and now our only hope... Obi-Wan Kenobi? <sighs> no. Even uh, he can't help you. United. Ah. Our only hope are United mm. to stop um, City from winning the treble. Yeah. Look, not beating them in the FA Cup. Certainly wouldn't wouldn't put any sort of uh, large mm. uh, asset on that happening. No. Um, I mean, Inter Milan could also be in the Champions League final, but according to the bookies, it's extremely unlikely. Yes, correct, correct. Uh, and we can't back that because it's not good for your future. Correct. So. I appreciate that. But the egg... Damn did egg. predict the yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mi- Miami, Miami. Fu- into Miami. Into Miami. <laughs> it is a real team. Ay, ay, So uh, Liverpool just missing out on uh, top-level European football, but still playing in Europe. At least it's not Conference League. At least, at least it's not Conference League. That's Tottenham. true. Oh. Uh, I've got... So there's not really much Prem news, really. I've got Prem-adjacent news. Yeah, go on. Uh, there was a post from Coventry City mm-hmm. News. Premier League packages sold out with uh, the uh, 5,000 target reached. Thank you for your support. Nice. They didn't make the Prem. Interesting. I was about to ask. I assume they're coming up then. No. Right. Uh, do we have teams confirmed coming up yet? Do you want to see? Stand by. Sure. Uh, Leicester, Leeds and Southampton. After oh yeah, sorry, matches, I should have covered all, that. Yeah, all down, which is a bit of a surprise. So the three uh, teams that came up mm. for this season all remain. So full credit to them. Um, I think full credit to Fulham finishing tenth. Yeah, I don't understand. Weird. That. Unusual. Um, Although Mitrovic was a they got machine the one guy. Early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely killing it. Um, and I think even you know credit to Brentford for. Staying up and continuing onwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. up into ninth. So, uh, my little bit of news there: they had posted that before they went into the championship playoff final. Ah, uh, I see. Which ended one-one, mm. and uh, went penalties five-six to Lutton Town, oh. who are now uh, due to not meeting any sort of Premier League regulations with their ground Mm -hmm. probably looking for perhaps a project manager to i don't know overhaul their whole fucking system they're gonna need something and probably going to be using that immediate premier league bonus to Mm -hmm. i don't know buy the people's houses that live next to the ground so they can knock them over and make some room i'd say so because they certainly aren't moving the train line that's tucked in behind one of their stands no (laughs) and speaking of train line uh there was a joke i'm not sure if it's real because i didn't fact check it because the post i watched didn't have the team name on it Mm -hmm. but supposedly allegedly the joke is um, Liverpool are facing a team in Europa League next year that has a train line running uh, I've seen between this. yeah between the stand and the pitch. I couldn't find a team name or anything. I'm a hundred percent sure it's probably not. No way, that's true. Um, it looked like the you know local looked, village football team. Had pretty good, nice vista to the um, oh lovely vista. Yeah, yeah, decent stands too. Decent stand, yeah. Um, 
for for a but team yeah, that has maybe a conference league. Yeah, but. for a team that has a steam engine running in front of it, so you probably can't see for I don't know a good ten minutes. Once it's all good. Once it's it won't help past. the officiating anyway. So. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so uh, sorry, teams coming up: Lutton Town, Luton Town, Luton Town, Luton yep. Town. Um, they were the top team that went to the um, playoff finals. Mm-hmm. So I guess the the team that got the most points that didn't actually get automatically promoted won the thing, which is nice, you know. Ah, they, well, that's cool. They, they yeah. earned it through the whole season. Yeah, nice. Um, automatic promotion was Burnley, which we covered about a decade ago because yep. it's been a while, mm-hmm. um, and Sheffield United, who oh, okay. love to bounce between them yep. recently. Yep. So Big-time big yo-yo club. Yeah, at least recently. Yep. Um, not very good in the Prem, so we'll see how they go again. No. Uh, but, yeah, Burnley, the, the PSG of the second division. Just running away with it. <laughs> yeah, 10 points between them and Sheffield United. And mm-hmm. given that Sheffield United uh, have recently been... Oh, same with Burnley, I guess. Balloon payments and such. Mm. In theory, some Premier League level talent around. Yep. Funnily enough, they bounce back up. Interesting. So they'll probably hire a bunch of back-end staff that got fired when they dropped to the oh, championship. Yeah. Yep. And um, we'll see. Yeah, got your job back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's all for football, isn't it? Excellent. Uh, I, I oh no, know. it's not. I'm really sorry. Oh. This is some nice. This is some cool football news. Just a quick one. Uh, one of Luton Town's players, uh, Peli Radok Mpanzu, will become the very first player in the history of the football league to play for the same club from the National League all the way to the Premier League, if he stays with the club this summer. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Which, you, I mean, surely you don't get dropped now. They just keep him on a he, on a on a, a, a meaning meaningless contract just to say he he did exactly. That. Yeah, you um, got to give him the Udonis Haslam deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not taking the you know big money option or anything to go play for another club no. if you're that loyal to a club to stay with them from the National League. Correct, yeah. You want to play... For that club. You'll probably be happy, you know, hitting 20 minutes on the Premier League yeah. and being like, wow, yeah, I've done it. Did it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, I would, I would be, I think. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, then you retire for sure. Yeah. Surely they... <clears throat> surely they get him in the squad for, like, first game. Yeah. Just give him, give him a minute at the end or whatever. Right, not to. Yeah. I don't even know where he plays, actually. Even before he's like the slowest striker in the league. <laughs> All right, if I Google he's, his he's, name. He's backup goalie. <laughs> so he actually barely plays. What an, Oh, he's on FIFA 23. Wow. Good. Oh, there you go. 33 matches this, this uh, season he played. Uh uh, three goals, one assist over the season. Ooh, not looking good. No, he's a midfielder. We're I was right. about to say that could be that could be anywhere on the field. Mm. Three goals and an assist. <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, he played th- thirty-three matches, so I guess he's a pretty integral part of the team. Yeah, he's got some match fitness at least. Mm. So we'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it happens. Yeah, and then we can uh, applaud him once more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, beautiful. Uh, anything else? Not from me. Anything uh, from you, Maddie? 
Hmm. <laughs> I guess not. Interesting. All right. Mm. See you next week. Oh, you fucking know. <laughs> flip a coin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's Matt's flip. What What are we going to give him? Oh. He always picks heads. Heads is Jew as well. Oh, see, I want to... I want to pick what he doesn't normally pick, but I'm team heads. Yeah. I kind of want heads. To to keep on a roll? Yeah. So he won't use you... tails? No. He, he doesn't usually pick tails. He's, he's a big head man. I want I want him to like pick. Like yourself. I want him to pick heads. He's a big head man. Hey. <laughs> what do you want him to pick? Uh, I believe in uh, sticking with tradition, uh, Matt would pick heads. Okay, cool. Is that because you're mad that I made you pick heads? I'll uh, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I want heads to stop. Playing. Oh, it is. Oh heads. Holy my god, shit. it's on a Love roll. It. Oh, thank you, Maddie. Oh, what a pick. What a pick. Far out. Truly, the good guys are winning once again. Goodness me. We're up to up to twenty-five heads, thirty-eight tails. Oh, you just can't make this shit up. We're, get, we're getting there eventually. Crazy, crazy. Underdog story. See you in <laughs> about a decade or something. <laughs> It'll even out by then. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> 8% return on heads over a decade. <laughs> All right, my apologies for trying to end the show too early. Yeah, I'm, I, I thought you were saying, do you want anything else? As in like, you know, then we've got heads and tails. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. My apologies. Uh, see you next week. Uh, cheerio. It's going off. <laughs>